short of it. it. We don't have a guess this time to kind of oh, yeah. fill out the extra word there. And mess it up the first time. We've messed it up. Right. Rioted. Yeah. Well, technically, Lise was our first guest. Yeah, anyway. but she was the most recent one that didn't follow the <laughs> Oh, pattern. yeah. She just was like, ah, looking at us. Yeah. Not Shout out to Riot. Hey. Uh, I'm Deanna. I am Tim. And this is a podcast where we just, you know, talk about everything. Everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah. I just told recently a story to Tim and Raya last night that went on for so long and so many side tangents that I had to be like, all right, so back to this initial part. Back to the real story. Yeah. And they freaked out at me. It was good. It was a good time. And then we had to go on a tangent about how I go on tangents. Yeah, it got pretty meta. Yeah. Tangent about a tangent. And then I was like, this is why we have a podcast, because I need to get it all out, because I sit at a desk all day now, and it's great. I love my job. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. But you don't get to talk all day like I used to. So. You need an outlet. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. Now we wait on (laughs) Tim's schedule more so than mine, because I'm always ready. But. Well, not between. 6 a.m. and well, 6 yeah, p.m. But you're also doing work. Yeah. Anyway, so what are we doing today? Well, we're going to tap into a little bit of an icebreaker to start it off. But the meat and potatoes is going to be the personality. And I don't know what the meat is. The surveys. Uh, yeah. Personalities and personality surveys. Yeah. Since maybe you'll get a good look into why me and Tim are friends. But probably not. <laughs> We'll just find out how weird we are yeah. and stuff. And also just, yeah, just our quirks and you'll learn why I am who I am. <laughs> cool. It's a lot of fun. So we're starting off with two truths and a lie. Yeah. And I to am. To start off stories about ourselves with stories about ourselves. Yeah. I totally stole this from my job because we do birthday celebrations birthday. where everyone's birthday is grouped together on one celebratory day of that month but to like make it more interesting as we eat uh they require the birthday people to come up with two truths and a lie so that we have like a fun little game to play and i loved it a lot i haven't played two truths and a lie since like freshman year of college and it was fun especially with people you don't know very well especially for me it's only been two months yeah so I thought it would be a great idea to do this because Tim and I know so much about each other. I mean, I feel like I know less of Tim's stories purely just because he doesn't tell me as much stories as I tell him. Yeah, when I was writing down these two truths and a lie, I realized that a lot of these things were stories I don't think I've brought up before. Ah, that's rude. But All my stories that I've come up with so far, I haven't brainstormed that hard, but there are ones that I've kind of mentioned i think i i like to i detail out every story and every time i do anything i if tim's not with me i come home and immediately tell him well the these are just like stories from ranging from three years old to now and a lot of these stories are just like very one note like oh this happened so i don't know how i would have brought them up and that's what i'm trying to do too but uh you should still probably i don't know you might know them Uh, We'll see. All right. We'll anyway, see. we're going to start with some throwaways. Yeah. <laughs> just to just as a little warm up. 
You can go first, Tim. Okay. It, this is literally a throwaway. This is made for anyone that does not know me. I hope I don't get it wrong, and that's going to be the most. You will literally. You not get it you wrong. have to cut this whole thing if I am <laughs> wrong. <laughs> well, same goes for me when it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> so my two, my first two truths and a lie follows. I was born blonde. I have a sister and a brother. <laughs> okay. I grew up with 29 cats at one time. Okay, wow. All right. Tim's was a literal throwaway. It, All right. That's, that's what I was saying. 100% <laughs> okay, success Okay, yours rate. is more of a throwaway than mine is. Um, yeah, this the is, lie this is This is that... supposed to be the one that, before you answer this because you know it, this is supposed to be the one for the people that don't know you. Good point. Okay, good point. Yeah, I did not yeah. do that. I should have done... I could make mine more throwaway for you. It doesn't matter. Um. Okay. So the lie is mm. Tim has a sister and a brother because he only has a sister. That's right. And he did have 29 cats. That is the one thing that everyone thinks is crazy. It's the blatant lie. Yeah. Because that's made a it crazy up. thing that you would think no one would experience in life. But I did. Yeah. And it all stemmed from stray cats getting into my unfinished basement when I was three years old and just having fun with, I think, the two or three cats that we already owned. And then before we knew it, we had a bunch of kittens and my dad being the saint that he was and the animal lover that he is, decided to raise them all as outdoor cats while my mom was allergic to cats and still is. So I don't know how she lived through it. And then we just slowly gave them away. Yeah. I've heard, I, I feel like I've heard this story so many times because yeah. everyone, if Tim even mentions it like half-heartedly, someone has to like yeah. latch on to it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the typical type of what that really happened type thing. So it's a great icebreaker. Yeah. Because also it's not just like, oh yeah, we found them. It's like my dad raised them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they spawned. Yeah, and in then our house became a part of us. Yeah, uh, and Tim being born blonde is a shot, nice little factoid because he has very, very dark brown hair yeah. now. You would look at me and be like, "No way, that kid had blonde hair." Yeah, that happens to some people. Yeah, I it's, don't know what it was. It did not happen for me. I had very dark hair. Well, and both my did. mom and my dad had really dark brown hair. Yeah, so it's it kind of weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, the recessive gene. Yeah, and then it just went away. It's okay. You, I feel like you would look very weird as a blonde right now. <laughs> I'll dye my hair now. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the idea of it. It would be... Then it would, makes my skin like... You would look so... It wouldn't... Would you look more orange? I guess you would look more orange. Yeah. Like tan. I don't know why I said orange. Tan. Yeah. But I don't know. You just kind of look weird for a little while as people try to adjust yeah. the like I mean, color. you don't look pale as it is, so it would definitely make you look way darker. Yeah, exactly. It's unsettling. Just from association. You would kind of look like a Guido, and that would upset me. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Cool. <laughs> well, what, what's your two uh, truth and lie? Now okay. that I've set the stage for a gimme, and yours now is... you're like, you should get it, and now I won't. You're, I don't know. You're, oh, I'm glad this is a throwaway where you don't know. Hence <laughs> the term throwaway. I, I thought it would be a throwaway, but then yours is more of a throwaway. Because we'll I generated these as a list, as a running list, as I thought of them, and just picked three off the top of whatever I wanted. Cool. Uh, and I tried not to make them too difficult, but too hard, or too easy. Yeah. Okay. So, my first one is, I had a hamster that lived for four years. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, a bee flew into the car and got stuck in my hair. Okay. And 
I broke my ankle in high school. I think you sprained your ankle in high school. You are right. <laughs> That's why I did that one. Yeah. I was, I was like, like, I've told you a million times I've never broken anything. Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. One of my two truths and a lie, which isn't going to be the next one that I say, hence why I'm talking about <laughs> it, was that I think I only said that I have only ever broken one bone in my body, which is not true. Yeah, I broke my leg and then I broke my middle finger. Yes. I, okay. I do remember grade. both of it. I was going to yeah. say, I was like, you did that. You had your leg thing when you were a baby. Yeah. Good times to speak. <laughs> uh, yeah. I had a hamster that lived for four years. I remember That's, that story. I figured you yeah. would, because I'm very proud of it because I one and loved that hamster. And two, it was like my really only pet besides fish. I was going to say, it's like, I mean, I've always had, yeah, I've had fish, about. but like the only, and then like hamster, I thought it, I was so proud as a kid because a vet, when I took it to the vet when I got sick, they were like, oh my God, these things are only supposed to live for like two to three years. How old is this? And I was like, it's four years old. And they were like, wow, that it is an elder. That is a <laughs> long time for our hamster. You guys must have taken a really good care of that. And I was like, ha ha, yeah. Except it was totally my dad that took care of it most of the time. Oh, yeah. I just played with it. Yeah. That's um, what you do as a kid. My dad has a green thumb and he's like very good with animals. It's insane. Yeah. Same with my dad. Maybe it's a dad. Yeah, dad is it a thing. dad thing? I don't know. I don't know. It's like he's works. He loves fish, so that's like his big thing. But all animals yeah. love him. Dogs flock to him. Mm-hmm. He used to love dogs like when he was younger, but now he pretends he doesn't. Anyway, it's not about my parent. <laughs> it's about parent. me and my truth and lie. Uh, the other one was I got to be. Yeah, that Stuck was a terrifying hair. time in my life. I was yeah. in the car with my dad again and my sister. And I was in the back seat and we were on a highway with the windows down. Yeah, I feel we don't like do that anymore. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think you've mentioned it once. I I know that's why I thought it was yeah. kind of an obscure one, but also I figured throwing in the ankle one would give you give yeah. it to you because um yeah the bee thing that was terrifying. It hit me like I thought a rock hit me and yeah. then I heard buzzing in my ear. Yep. It was terrifying. We pulled over to the side of the road and my dad told me to shake my hair out. Yep, in a field. It was great, great yeah. times. So yeah. I was like a ten or twelve year old. I don't know. It's a traumatic experience. Yeah. I sprained my ankle in softball. Typical. I should have, speaking of bees, I should have put down as one of my truths was that I got stung by an entire nest of bees when I was going to the swimming pool in the backyard area of like my mom's first apartment complex that she was in. Oh, you did not tell me this. Oh, it was a pretty traumatic experience. You got stung (laughs) by a whole nest? Yeah. Holy crap. How many bees do you think? I don't know. I don't know. At least three? (laughs) <laughs> yeah like a whole nest <laughs> like at least two did they at least give you some honey after no oh well well i think it i don't think it was bees i think it was just nasty wasps oh god that's worse I think about it because what i remember from the whole experience was my sister was like tim come down and swim with me i'll meet you down there and i was like all right and there were two gates and i would always go to the one that's closest to our there's door a, there's the bee path yeah. and the safe path i it took was the bee wa- path it was wasps sorry wasp. the wasp path and the regular path i guess my sister saw the nest didn't tell me and just went <laughs> to the other one because we were on like the right half of the apartment so it just made more sense to go to the right gate so i get there and i don't notice it at first because it's like under the piece of like a wooden fence or something oh, the worst so i like reach my hand out to like get the door but then like the latch or something like must have jostled it or something so then i just remember seeing just like a cloud of wasps like i couldn't even tell you you. i was probably like 
six. Wow, that's sad. Yeah, and they did not let up even after I ran back to the door. They were, I remember them stinging me all over my back. And then I just ran inside crying. That's and so my sad. My had to like ice my whole back from like my neck to my feet. Oh. Yeah. That's such a sad story. <laughs> and the best part was my sister came back and was like, Tim, where the heck were you? And then it's like, oh. <laughs> How did she not know? Or is it that far away? I just don't think she was like paying attention. paying attention. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. You normally you hear the cries of a six year old. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. We were by a road, so maybe it was blocked out by some traffic sound. I don't know. Hmm. It was what's weird. Your, what's your second one? So my second one. Um, where is it? Here it is. So this one will be interesting because. I don't expect you to get this one. Oh, God. <laughs> I half expect you to get this one, oh, but it, <laughs> I, will not blame, I will not blame you if you get this wrong. I just think it was interesting. interesting. So, my first one is I have shook a presidential candidate's hand before. Okay. I have made an elderly man talk for the first time in over 30 years. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't recall either of these. And the last one is, I didn't have a girlfriend until a week before the eighth grade dance. I believe that. You started dating early. That's early for me. Um, eighth grade? Eighth grade. That's got to be the lie. Because I feel like you had a girlfriend in sixth grade. Is no? That final answer? No. <laughs> no? No, I don't know. Uh... You don't see now. I'm like so worried because Tim and I talked about this beforehand, and he didn't want us to do on technicalities. So I feel like the sixth grade versus eighth grade is technicality, but I feel like that's also a perfect way to lie. And the first two sound so cool. I feel like he did the presidential candidate one. The thirty years thing is too specific. I'm gonna say the dance is the lie. Yeah, you're right. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, I swear to God, he dated earlier than this. I did. It was in sixth grade. And it wasn't before any dance. So that's why there were two reasons that it was a lie. Okay. Because in sixth grade, we met during one of like the elementary school slash like middle school meetup dances. Oh, okay. Because my elementary school was separate from where I went to middle school, but they also had the elementary school kids in the same building. Yeah. So we had to get integrated with them. And one of those things was... Going to one of their classes and then also like going to one of the dances where you had like the snowball dances and stuff. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. We did not have those. But. And that was in sixth grade. Yeah, I and do. It was very weird. I, fi- I remember you saying something about like a sixth grade girl or something. And I was. Yeah. And it was a half real relationship, half not like. Yeah. I mean, you know, but it went for a year. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. But we didn't really do a whole lot. Like, we would go see movies every Ooh. now and then. But, like, when you're in sixth grade and you, you don't see each live other in... At school. Yeah. Well, we didn't even see each other at school at that point. Oh, Because she right. was... I went to school in Jackson. And and she went to school in Bartlett. Yeah, we would call each other on our home phones back oh, in those yeah. good I old days. I used to love when people did that. Yeah. I did that a lot. We would do that a lot. And then we would set up plans to, like, 
have our parents both drive us to like go see a movie or something or like her parents would come pick me up or something and they would come see the movie with us which was kind of weird but rightfully so that they would come. i used to email back and forth to my friends like it was yeah i didn't have like it was aim to like like yeah. it was AOL and students messenger and like we would use it as if it was it was so much fun because yeah. i had a computer i was spoiled so i had a desktop computer and so yeah. she my friend we used to play club penguin together oh yeah fourth See, I grade miss, i miss club penguin like, oh that was I, my i did not shit. have that at all we had like hmm. that and neopets were my thing yeah i only heard neopets in passing i really? was like what the hell is that? you know what i thought was weird when people got into webkins couldn't get into that i was like nah this is just a wash up bad version of neopets <laughs> i don't even remember those super well Webkins was like, it was the doll you bought in the store as a stuffed animal, and it had a code on it, oh, yeah. and you could put it in online and play with it as a virtual thing, Yeah, which is, a com- it's not at all the same premise as Neopets. It was just like, it followed it as like the big thing to do online. Yeah. And I was like, this there is dumb. There were a bunch of companies that came after Neopets that did the similar yeah, thing. Yeah, what was the other one? Oh, Toontown. There was Toontown, and then more recently, I think, is like the Skylanders one. Oh, I don't where know Where it's like, it's more oh, like geared towards it. boys. Where it's like the action figure wow, looking ones. Well, because, you no, know, I, Neopets I know. was all cute and pastel colors and stuff. And then, like, Skylanders was like, ooh, we're action figures. And then but, you get the but code Neopets and it's like MMO. Neopets also had, like, the mean looking things. Yeah, but it was still, like, I a loved cuter aesthetic. I used to, I, I, I can't play games like that because I, I just collect everything. Because yeah. I don't want to get rid of anything. Yeah. So it's terrible. I feel that. But the cool story that I want oh, to tell. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we just talked about the least course yeah, cool story. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Um, the presidential candidate's hand, I don't even remember his name, but it was the, It was in high school. Yeah. It was I, Obama's in, second term. Okay. Tim was in, is from New Hampshire, and that's like a big yeah. primary state. Well, he came specifically to like give a talk at our high school or something. Like during class time so or something. Have, we would never have that in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Southern New Jersey. But I like just so happened to walk into the building at the same time that he did. And my dad and him just like struck up a conversation and then was like, oh, is this your son? Oh, seems like a pretty good guy or whatever. And then just shakes my hand and then walks in and is like, I'm about to give a speech. And we're like, oh, okay. I had no idea who you were. That's so weird. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Uh, but the most interesting yeah. was... The making the elderly man talk for the first time in over 30 years was when I was going to see my great-grandmother. How old were you? Uh, probably five. Oh! Four or five. This is so much better than I yeah. thought it was going to be. The the long and short of it <laughs> is that uh, I was visiting my great-grandmother. She was in one of those like health care. Yeah, assisted living things called Mineral Springs, which is in New Hampshire. It's near my high school. And it was just like one of our standard like family visits. So she had some company for the afternoon between sessions or whatever. And I had my little Buzz Lightyear toy with me. And my, I guess I was just like bored as we were all just sitting in the room talking with my great-grandmother, Gigi Rose. Nice. Great name. That's a beautiful name. I know, right? She, when I was born, side tangent, she thought I was going to be a great priest. So That's let's just put that in perspective. not cute. Continue. No, it's not cute. But it's, really, <laughs> it's really funny. My mom brings it up every now and yeah. then. She's like, oh, well, we'll see. She didn't want to say anything. I mean, you're tall. 
Yeah. The, the robes would look, I don't know. Continue. Yeah, they would look regal. <laughs> regal. Uh, that's not what I would call it. But so I was bored. I was playing with Buzz Lightyear. I was just making sound effects or something, making him fly around. And so my mom kind of like just shoes me out of the room because I'm being annoying. <laughs> you know, as parents do. Or I just wandered on my own. Who knows? But I was right outside the door. And I was just minding my own business, living in my own head, just making Buzz Lightyear do all these cool tricks in the air and doing funny noises. And this old man like pulls up on his wheelchair, like very solemnly, just like is just watching me from the other end of the hall. And I was a little weirded out, but I was like, whatever, he's not saying anything. And so I just kept playing. And then he like wheels over a little closer and is like, what what is that that you have there? And I was like, oh, it's Buzz Lightyear. And he's like, oh, that looks really cool or something like that. He like tries to make small talk with me. And then one of the nurses comes over and like looks baffled. And is like looking at him, looking back at me, and then is just like, did this man just talk to you? And I was like freaking out. Like, yeah. is he not supposed to talk <laughs> yeah, to me? Yeah, like you're restricted. Yeah, I was like, uh. You're in the restricted yeah, area well, of the library. Yeah, I don't, I was just like, yeah, why? And she just looks at me and is just like, this man hasn't spoken in over 30 years. And then just proceeds to just like wheel him away. And then. He come, didn't talk to her after that? Well, I don't I don't remember. I just remember that interaction. Maybe he talked to her a little after, but then comes back, talks to like my Nana or something that was there. So she can also attest to the story. And it's just like mind blown that this man was like put into this healthcare facility and was told that he had he had never spoke for an extended period of time. Even when they had him. So this was the first time that anyone in this facility was hearing him talk for the first time. That's so weird. Yeah. And I was like, okay. They say that like, I don't know. Like they always say that it's good to mix like kids and elderly. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was never around kids and just decided like this little youthful. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like a dementia thing or like something like seeing a kid playing like sparked a memory of like his past or like his family. That's so cute. That's like a sitcom moment. Yeah. And then my Gigi Rose was like, he's the Messiah. He's making people talk. That's why he's going to be a priest. Yeah. (laughs) He's (laughs) got magic. This is the prophecy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was very weird, but it's just another one of those things where it's like. Is that really something that you did? Like, how how does that even happen? I wish. What are the chances? Yeah, I wish that I had that kind of story. That's cool. Yeah. Well, well now you gotta go. Child. Now you gotta go back and see if you still have the same charm. Yeah, I'll go back and start talking to them. But I might be too old now. They won't. You respond. don't know. Maybe it's just like your face. Just youth. Yeah, your youthfulness. Youthfulness. That's a word, yeah. right? Okay. Hmm. Well, that's cool. Mine are gonna be slightly less cool That's fine. um <laughs> okay uh i spelled this is my first one sorry i spelled supercalifragilisticexpialidocious correctly on my first try okay uh what's my second one uh my favorite class in college was clay and the last one i almost got hit by a car on my bike when i was a kid Meaning I was riding a bike. Ooh. I like that you have to think about it. Because I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'll know this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
the fact that you're bringing up clay as your favorite class in high school makes it a little not, cl- not college oh you, i thought you said high school no 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 my favorite class in college was clay oh okay in co- in your entire college career <laughs> clay was your favorite class yeah not frescoes with t in italy <laughs> i don't know is that your answer yeah <laughs> you're right <laughs> and i that's literally- why i was like high school i don't remember talking about clay in high i school. literally wrote in front because i wrote the truth part after my lie like oh, what was yeah. the truthful part and i literally wrote fresco <laughs> yeah i can't believe you got that i thought you would be like oh she really did love clay because like it's all i talked I, I took a clay class last semester my final semester and it was all i ever talked about it was the only class i looked forward to and yeah. so i thought maybe it would trip you up but it did not well, when you when I thought you said high school, then I, that's what tripped me up because I was like, yeah, no, I feel college. like she's mentioned that she used tri- clay before, but I don't remember saying that was her favorite class in high school. Yeah. And what was the first one? Uh, I spelled supercalifragilisticexpialidocious correctly. Yeah, I was like, time. knowing Deanna, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I didn't know if that was going to be a technicality thing of being like, it was for a class or when i tried spelling it in front of someone for something yeah yeah i'll explain and then my other one was i almost got hit by a car on my bike you see that yeah that was so generic that i was like yeah everyone goes yeah. through that yeah getting almost hit i was and trying I to be like simultaneously story. generic but simultaneously me <laughs> yeah well i also remember that story pretty well because you've told that story a few times i thought so i couldn't remember yeah or like how much detail yeah i that story is just at my old house. Well, because I, was... I, I resonate with it because of the fatherly disappointment yep. that follows. Okay, yeah, you do remember yeah. it then. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I used to love riding my bike as a kid. I mean, I still like riding bikes. Yeah, but it was just like once I learned how to do it, I just was like never stopping. Yeah. And there was a very distinct like, it's like a very classic like suburb memory that I have yeah. of just like, I would like ride up and down the street, but like I would specifically ride on the sidewalks, but there was a very creepy house at the end of the street. It really wasn't that creepy just to me as a child. It was, and it had like a weird cat that would be in the driveway, but specifically what was weird about it is that at the end of this, at at that house, the sidewalk ended, (laughs) haha, where the sidewalk ends, and um, it turned into a big patch of like vines and ivy. Like, not poison ivy, just, like, you know, like, the big leaves and everything. But it was, like, a lot. And I remember I was, like, trucking down the sidewalk. Like, I was going super fast because I thought it was fun because I liked to go that fast. And then I realized I was going, like, super fast. And then I did that thing where, like, you look and you see that there's a... Because I was planning to go down that person's driveway or, like, the curb or whatever and cross the street to the other sidewalk. But this guy was coming down the street really fast in a car. But my thought was like, oh, no, I either have to cross this and hope I make it across in front of the car or slam on my brakes and flip into the scary plants and ivy in front of me. (laughs) And in my head, I was like, I'm taking it's going to be the car (laughs) like that seems safer. Death. So I just like went for it. And I, w- it was close. I, I feel like it was probably even closer than I'm remembering it based on how livid my dad's face was when <laughs> I turned around. And uh, also it was really close because the guy in the car stopped and slowed down and asked me if I was okay. Yeah. And was like, he wasn't even mad. I don't think. I think he was just like shocked. 
And I just did the the nodding of like, <laughs> yeah, like kind of thing because it hit me in that moment where I was like, man, I almost died. And two, I'm still going to die because I have to me. return to my driveway to where my father is standing. Yep. And he was pissed <laughs> to say the least. Uh, As most dads would be in that situation. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever forget that. I mean, you know what? Now that I say that, I'll call him and he'll be like, what? I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Um, the other thing, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, uh, it was random. We used to have like spelling tests as kids. Yeah. And in fifth grade, our teacher put it as an extra credit question. And I was like, ah, I'm just going to sound it out. Like I always do. And just like, didn't, I thought I was like, I'll probably be close. And then as she was reading it off, I was like, oh my God. And then I got it. And the only other person who got it was my best friend at the time. And she only got it because she loved that movie. Yeah. But I had never seen the movie. I had only heard the word, never seen it written. And I got it right on my first try. And I was very proud of that. And I still am because I am talking about it still. <laughs> was it Mary Poppins? Yeah. Yeah. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, nice. grammar. Catholic school really gives you that bump. In grammar and English, so that's why I should have been a priest. Yeah, you would have been, been really good at writing. Yeah, maybe, or maybe you, you know what else though? You probably wouldn't have been left-handed. That's right. That is not a myth for anyone curious. That really happened. Um. Yeah, and my favorite class in college was Fresca's yeah. in Italy. Obviously, I'm, I'm too basic in that regard. <laughs> Even if you didn't have Fresco's. Would, would clay be your favorite class then you took in your college career um if you didn't take frescoes um uh, i want to say yes off the top of my head but i'm not sure um i really liked my italian renaissance class yeah that's what i was thinking but it was a lot more work see the thing is is yeah. like clay was a lot more like easygoing but it was also like an intro level class yeah and it was just a fun elective i took um but from a more like yeah rigorous standpoint i also really liked even though it was difficult i really liked digital manufacturing yeah because we got to it was a lot of fun which was just us using a bunch of different programs to produce cool things so yeah um i don't know i don't know if i would say it was my favorite i i make it sound like college was bad i loved all of my classes so it's hard for me to not all of them i should yeah. specify not all of them some of them were quite terrible but a lot of the electives I picked, I picked very well. I loved nature and art. That yeah. was another art history same elective. Professor. Same professor as Clay. <laughs> so that's probably why I liked it. Um, yeah. Because I feel like we're apt to say that the most recent classes that we had that Are were the fun favorites, were yeah. the favorites. Yeah, because I said like, digital manufacturing. Yeah. 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 Uh, trying to think back to like freshman, sophomore year. I liked our drawing class. Yeah, our drawing class was fun. It's uh, just like no. put on the spot sometimes when you're drawing and then yeah. she just come up behind you and be like, wrong. Yeah, she's just funny though. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder was. if she still teaches. But see me. notice how I'm picking all the not architecture classes. <laughs> well, a lot of them, the fact that they were required meant that they were a lot of work and they were a lot about fundamentals. I'm trying to think of like other architecture classes we took, like besides like foundations and stuff like that. The, the fun con- classes in architecture are not... <laughs> Not the architecture classes. <laughs> the Conmat class, 
Oh, that was, that was cool. It was pretty fun. Was like pretty the good. projects were. Yeah. Yeah. And I did learn a just, lot. Just not so much the exercises where we'd have to redraw all of those like no, plans of like, like the that. wall section. Like, oh, God. No. This Helpful, is, but not fun. This has been the architecture portion of our podcast for everyone that is not in architecture. Woo. Congrats. I would say my favorite class that wasn't Fresco's probably would have been my electronic music class yeah okay i would have guessed that yeah because that was just also it was work but not in the same way fun and also your professor loved you because you loved it yeah it was it was it was was the perfect like duo of like you love it just as much as the professor loves it so they you just feed off of each other i love that yeah that's why i liked my uh italian renaissance class so much because like i loved it just as much as professor loved it so and same with clay class so cool it's not fun if you don't care yeah yeah or both of you don't care because i've had professors that don't care either yeah we don't talk about those classes yeah but speaking of same personalities vibing vibing anyway personality test segues are weird (laughs) uh next segment I feel like you've said that segues are weird quote. Like Segways are weird. Every time we do this, because we have some awkward transition. We'll get there one Someone day. Someone keep accounting. Maybe we'll... Yeah. All right. Yeah. Someone <laughs> make a website that just counts how many times we say the same phrases. That's what I've learned about office space, by the way, as a side tangent. Mm-hmm. Is... I mean, I've worked in... Like, this is like my fourth office I've worked in. And they're pretty much all the same in terms of just like... Everyone uses the same phrases to describe things yeah. of like, oh, like I've been putting out a lot of fires today or like, like they just say or like, don't spin your wheels. That's what I've been hearing oh, recently. Spinning the wheels. And like, it's, it's like fine, but it's just like, I hear it so often throughout the day. Like everyone uses the same generic phrases, but everyone feels so much more comfortable when you use them. Like it's, yeah. it's just like a better explanation and everyone just like, it's more lighthearted, but yeah. It's just so funny how everyone talks the same in no matter whatever setting I've been in. Once you're together for so long. Yeah. Just do the same thing. But personalities. They're different. Yeah. So Tim and I actually took, so this is a test that we took years ago, actually. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with it, but it's the website uh, called 16 Personalities. And what they do is it's that you take this, personality test it's a series of questions and you just answer you know based on what you would you would based on like a scale i think it's like yeah it's the myers-briggs yeah personalities and right attached to a character yeah oh sorry yeah well yeah i was saying that the end result is you get a character that represents the myers-briggs personality test so like the if you've ever seen things like INTJ or ENFJ or ENTP like it's like the letters and it each represents a category that you fall under so the different categories are mind or yeah mind energy nature tactics and identity so it's like mind is whether you're extroverted or introverted energy represents whether you're intuitive or thinking I think it is observant sorry yeah you're gonna have to tell me because I'm looking at Oh, sorry. Here we go. Yeah. Um, And then nature is thinking versus feeling. Tactics is judging versus prospecting. And identity is assertive versus turbulent. And that's the, like, what I'm saying, assertive versus turbulent is what letter is representative in each of your, like, things. So it just basically, like, gives you a general understanding of, like, how you fit in. 
and then it this we found we Tim and I love to take quizzes and like personality test things um and <laughs> it's just like Hands rubbing yeah it's just like our favorite thing to just like talk about and compare because sometimes when we think we think the same we actually don't so it's cool to learn about yourself yeah that too and we found this a while ago and we i think this is my third time taking it and i got I this so too i me. got the same result as the first time but different from the second and I agree with my first and third more than I do the second one. Um, but <laughs> they're just fun. They do just do like, I don't even know. I don't remember the questions. I took it days ago. You just took it. Well, what were some of the things they asked? Uh, they, they ask a bunch of different things. Like, how do you feel in like a setting? I remember one of them was like, yeah, are you, like, do you feel, would you, ah, sorry. Do you yes. feel comfortable? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone subtitle that. Uh, <laughs> do you feel comfortable approaching or like you, you are comfortable going up and introducing yourself to someone in a group of people you don't yeah. know? And like I and then you scale it of like slightly agree, definitely agree, yes. neither disagree, somewhat disagree. Right. And some people think that's like not a good way to scale things. I like it because it's helpful. It's better than binary. I hate when it's binary. Options. Yeah. When yeah. it's just like yes or no. And yeah. it's like eh, sometimes depends. But so then like they bring it all together and they scale it. And then 16 personalities, specifically why we like this is because they give little cute characters and they group you into different types. So the types they have are analysts, diplomats, sentinels, explorers, and what? Explorers. <laughs> I thought there was a fifth. <laughs> One, two, four three, for each four. category. Yeah, I'm stupid. It's okay. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So... Tim, which are you? Um, so my first time and probably the second time, because I'm pretty sure I took it three times in total. The first time I got it, I was the mediator, which was INFP. And a diplomat. Is, yes. I in the diplomat category. Up. Yeah. I have it up. Sorry. Okay, cool. <laughs> We're both looking at different things. Yes. So specifically, the mediator was introverted, which is the I intuitive which is the n feeling which is f and then prospecting which is p and then i don't remember if i was assertive or turbulent yeah that's the kind of like yeah if you want that yeah. no one remembers everyone always remembers the four letters yeah but this third time that i just took it again the only thing that switched for me was i was more judging this time than i was prospecting that's interesting but we'll get into it, it was, we'll figure out what that means it was pretty close yeah so I got switched from the mediator to the advocate, which is INFJ. So still in the same category. Still in the of same diplomat. category. Yes. So and I am turbulent as well. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's new? new because oh, so I also have taken this three times. I'm pretty sure two out of the three times Tim and I took it together. Yeah. I'm actually thinking it's all of them. I'm pretty sure we took it like sophomore year. Yeah. And then like senior junior, senior year, and then now we're taking it again. But I initially got ENFJ, I'm pretty sure. And then the second time, I think I got ESTJ. So the two in the middle switched. And now this time, I got ENFJ again, which definitely represents me better after reading the description. Because what's great about this website, not sponsored, <laughs> is that uh, it's um, it gives it delves into every single category. And it's amazing. Um, but ESTJ was um the executive 
I don't remember what the S and the, what is the S and the T? Uh, uh, S, I guess, is observant. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's and then so confusing. T is thinking. Right. Yeah. So that, so she, this was listed as like the executive. So it was kind of just like more of like a leadership-ish role. Um, but my role is actually that I'm going with instead was the protagonist, which is also a diplomat. So me and Tim are in the same category. Yeehaw. And now since Tim's no longer the mediator, which is INFP, and he is now INFJ, Tim and I are literally the same, except for he's introverted <laughs> and I'm extroverted, which is hilarious because yep. that makes so much sense why we are so similar. And yet one aspect is like very different because I'm also turbulent. Is what oh, I, should, okay. I should specify. ENFJT. What's the difference between turbulent so, and assertive? Yeah, I wanted to talk about each of those because um, it's it's like really cool how it breaks it down. Um so turbulent is, um, it, it's like how you react to certain things. Like it's, it's like the most defining quality of everything. So it's just like how you identify. So like the general synopsis for me is, it, it says identity, which is the tur- turbulent versus a servant. It says this trait underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions. Hmm. So Okay. When it tells me that I'm mostly turbulent, it says turbulent individuals are self-conscious and sensitive to stress. Ha ha. True. Everyone that knows me knows I get stressed easily. <laughs> uh, they are likely to experience a wide range of emotions and to be success-driven, perfectionistic, and eager to improve. Okay. Also very me. Yeah. Also very you. So. Um, what percentage of turbulent were you? Oh, we should. T- okay, we should talk about the percentages first. Yeah. I was 71% turbulent. I was 64%. Turbulent. Mm, okay, so you're less turbulent than me. Yeah, I was shocked that it was so swayed. But then once I read the description, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, for mine, it made sense that my last letter besides turbulent is the one that flipped. Because looking at the rest of my percentages, they're very very stuck in their ways either way and then judging and prospecting is pretty even really yeah um just before we stray too far from it it says that assertive versus the turbulent that we are it says assertive individuals are self-assured even tempered and resistant to stress that is not me uh they don't worry too much that is not me uh (laughs) but this is different from apathy they aim for goals and want successful results but they typically won't let nervousness color the path to their accomplishments Hmm. They're unlikely to spend time thinking about their past actions or choices. This is all not me. So I'm shocked that I didn't get more. Um, But then it says turbulent individuals are successful. Yeah, same thing. They are always trying to counterbalance their self-doubts by achieving more. Hmm. Um, Just as they push themselves to become better, they're likely to push their projects or efforts in the same direction. They tend to notice little problems and often do something about them before they become larger ones. This is That was just like the general description gotcha which i i think is very accurate um but yeah what were your percentages so for mind energy nature tactics and identity which is the enfj categories yeah left to right uh so i was 90 percent introverted wow <laughs> wow 10 percent extroverted wow i did not expect it to be that swayed yeah then i was 80 20 with intuitive being the 80 observant being the 20 and then 80 20 again for 
the feeling being the 80, 20 being the thinking. Interesting. And then judging, I was 60% and prospecting, I was 40. So I went pretty much 10, 90, 80, 20, 80, 20, 60, 40. Wow. You were like way more like split. So I... I got for extrovertedness versus introvertedness, 71% introverted. Or sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wrong. 71% extroverted. Yes. Very, very extroverted. Uh, I thought it was going to be more than that, actually. Yeah. But there were some toss-up questions, which I told you before, where there were some, like, the, yeah, being the one able of, like, to talk to random people that right. you don't know. Like, I'm very fine with, like, if someone I know brings me into a group of people I don't know, fine. I can talk yeah. to anyone. But specifically the question was like do you feel comfortable yourself going up to random people at a party and i was like no so there were some questions like that that i was like yeah this is gonna bump up my score a bit because i'm just like you know and it also depends on the severity of how much you agreed or disagreed yeah that too and i don't remember what i said for every single question we're not gonna go through it because there's a lot yeah um but i was a little bit more split than you so i had 71 percent extroverted 29 percent introverted um then for energy, I was only 52% intuitive oh, wow. and 48% observant. So Damn. I was almost split there, which makes sense because it says intuitive individuals are very imaginative, open-minded, and curious. They prefer mm-hmm. novelty over stability and focus on hitting meetings and future possibilities, which I agree that it's kind of 50-50 for me. I don't know what it says for observant, but like I can be like I'm a big daydreamer but at the same time i'm very grounded in that like i'm very realistic um yeah it says intuitive people with the intuitive trait prefer to exercise their imaginations um they live their day-to-day lives just like any other personality type but while that's happening their minds tend to point inward um their lives are ones of questioning and wondering Mm -hmm. and then for observant uh the phrase real time was created with observant individuals in mind. They're most in touch with what occurs in front of them in the present. This doesn't mean observant personality types have no regard for the past and future, but they view both from the perspective of how each influences their present actions. This makes them focused and practical. They mostly root their thinking in the actionable and useful, hmm. um, but they can still be creative. So I get why I'm like 50, 50 cause I try to take like a, but I fit. What was yours for that? You were way more, right? It was 78, 22. Yeah, I, I for tw- for intuitive, right? Yeah, yeah. Your Tim is definitely way more on that side of imaginatory. Um, I can be practical when I want to, but it's definitely that my mind is right. Always, but you're always thinking. You're always thinking about a billion different things. Like yeah, I'll I'll have like such a set plan for the day, and you're like, I don't know, I'll get there when I get there, kind of thing. Or like you have a rough estimate, but I like you yeah. know I have things like sometimes dialed down to the there, hour. There was a specific question that kind of touches on that where it was, if I'm remembering it correctly, where it was just like, even if you set a whole schedule out for your day, you go along with whatever you're feeling in the moment. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I said, I think I said I agreed with that too. So that probably got me more on the intuitive side. Because like, I kind of just went off of the fact that I always set a schedule and I never abide by it. <laughs> that's kind of, that's my thought too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll go to studio. It's a framework, these but things, it's not. But, or I could do this other thing that just came up that sounds way more fun. Yeah, exactly. I think that's how, why we work pretty or well. Or you just get like a sudden moment of like inspiration to do something else. Where you're just like, oh, I really want to draw right now. Yeah. And then you push someone else off. It's fine. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, 
I was split there, but then for nature, I was 78% feeling. Okay, we were pretty close. Yeah, I I thought that. Um, And that also just makes more sense. It says, feeling individuals are sensitive and emotionally expressive. They are more empathetic and less competitive than thinking types and focus on social harmony and cooperation, which Mm -hmm. is very much, I have always been like a peacemaker. Even though I can be very feisty, I kind of don't. I don't. I, I say it to one person, not to the group. <laughs> I try to make the group. You bust it out when you need I to. use my extrovertedness to kind of calm the atm- atmosphere most of the time. Yeah. Um, and while I am competitive, I don't take it to a place where it gets mean. Yeah. I don't, I don't find that fun. I find like competition to be fun. There's only, I've only had like a few outbursts of competitiveness where it got bad. Um, tactics. I was 67% judging, so we were close. Okay, we were close. Yeah, and then identity, yeah, 71% turbulent and 29% assertive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the feeling one I thought was interesting because I didn't know what I was going to get, but I got all the feeling. <laughs> all the feeling. All of it. All the feels. Um, so with the feeling... It says, people with a feeling trait follow their hearts and emotions, sometimes without even realizing it. They may show it to different degrees and in different ways, but however they do it, feeling personality types tend to be caring, compassionate, and warm. These concerned people can be highly protective of those they care about, whether that is their immediate family or remote populations in need. Oh, that's cute. Hmm. Um, But they often become excessive in their concern for others. They easily burn out when they become too involved. Um... And they can become depressed if they haven't been as selfless in life as they imagine they should be. Hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. I have experienced this burnout being concerned for others. Yeah. It's not fun. No, it is not. Um, it, there was like something in one of these descriptions of like who I like describing this personality type. I think it was one of the surveys I took or something. And it was just describing how. Like the protagonists, I think it was just the general description of a protagonist, actually. And it just like said that they tend to like take on the burden of like everyone's problems and try to like solve it kind of thing. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oops, that's me. Yeah. So I don't know, like if you have the your like your personality character up, but it has like generic descriptions of that. Mm hmm. So there's like the strength, they, they break it down into like introductions, strengths and weaknesses, relationships, friendship, parenthood, career paths. Um, oh, I do remember one thing that I want to talk about, the, the career paths part. So oh. I don't know about, I think for, for you it might have happened before, but I don't know about everyone else, but we had to take like a career test. Every, everyone's, I feel like, done some type of career test, whether it was a dumb one on BuzzFeed or yeah. or if it was a real one. I think I had to do a real one in, when I was younger. And either I had like to do a real one in middle, middle school. I think it was middle school. Yeah. yeah. And no matter when I take these things, I never get architect. <laughs> like, never. Because mm-hmm. they're so specific of like, oh, like, you need to be technical, you need to do this, whatever, blah, blah. What I always end up getting is something in the realm of like helping people. And this mm-hmm. is what the protagonist got. It, it, it says too. Um, it says that protagonists are good at like uh, one. One of the things was definitely teacher. Sorry, I'm trying to look for it. I don't know why I can't find what I was talking about. Um, it says protagonists take a genuine interest in other people. 
approaching them with warm sociability and helpful earnestness that rarely goes unnoticed. So altruistic careers like social and religious work, teaching, counseling, and advising are popular avenues, which I always think is funny because what I did used to get all the time was I like just in like the fun ones too. I always get in some realm of like, whether it's like teaching, I always get some form of teaching, I think. Yeah. Or like advisement. And it's like, I guess I would be good at that. I do give out a lot of advice, whether or not it's good or not. I don't know. People have not told me. <laughs> people tend to tell <laughs> they don't me, when come back to me. People tend to tell marks. me when it's good. They never tell me when it's bad. Um, and I find that interesting because I feel like I would like to teach actually, because I find a lot of joy helping my friends right now in school. So I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. It is. I don't know what yours said about positions. Oh, yeah. Uh, HR administrators. I've gotten that so many times. Because it's also like the protagonist is is still a leadership position because they're trying to like take on the collective and help them. Yeah. So they're like trying to lead them to like in, in a certain direction. So it's just weird because that is kind of what I like to do. But I just don't see it as a formal career. Yeah, I mean, advocate is pretty similar. I'm not sure where the difference between that and protagonist is because in the introduction from advocate, it also says the like whole purpose that will like fulfill your life is helping other people. Hmm. So it's just saying like advocates often found in engaging in rescue efforts and doing charity work. The real passion is to get to the heart of the issue so that people need not be rescued at all. And then it just goes into, like, very strong-willed, rarely use energy for personal gain. Hmm. They'll act with creativity, imagination, and sensitivity, and essentially just, like, a help-me-help-you yeah. type of It sounds like thing. we're very, like, similar in that regard. Oh, here it says, advocates, this is hilarious. I already see the one, and I'm just dying at it. This is so Tim. It is so unreal. Advocates often pursue expressive careers such as writing effective communicators, but that's not what I'm talking about. It goes on to go music, photography, mm-hmm. design, and art. Literally, yep. Tim does all four of those things. I do. <laughs> they are viable <laughs> options too, and they all can focus on deeper themes of personal growth, morality, and spirituality. Is that a career path? Yeah, it's at the oh. bottom. I, I clicked on yours so we could both look at it. I only read like the first paragraph. It yeah, I just saying, scrolled because like, I knew in general where mine was. It was saying that roles, other roles besides those is counselors, psychologists, doctors, life coaches, and spiritual guides. Yeah, we both could be counselors. I can see that. We both kind of like give advice to people and just have different flips on it. Yeah, exactly. We're like not, we're just two angels on your shoulder instead of angel and a devil. (laughs) Exactly. Just trying to help out, you know? Just just one's Kronk and one's Cusco. (laughs) Cusco's poison. I was just thinking about how the poison is specifically made for Cusco. Um, Cusco's poison. All right, so we won't. But look at the strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, this will be the, like the last now. category we'll look at before yeah. we do like a quick survey thing. Um, so, what are your strengths? I'm creative with a vivid imagination and a strong sense of compassion. Hmm. We use our creativity to resolve not technical challenges but human ones. I'm also insightful, seeing through dishonesty and disingenuous motives. Advocates step past manipulation and sales tactics and into a more honest discussion. Also inspiring and convincing, decisive, 
determined and passionate and altruistic. Nice. All good things. All good things. What are your weaknesses? Uh, I'm sensitive. Apparently that's a weakness. <laughs> when someone challenges or criticizes my principles or values, they're likely to receive an alarmingly strong response. People with the advocate personality type are highly vulnerable to criticism and conflict. Yeah, that's kind of been desensitized thanks to studio. <laughs> uh, extremely private. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's pretty true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perfectionistic. Mm. I'm trying to be better at that. Yeah. I'm definitely detail-oriented. Yeah. Always need to have a cause. Very true. Mm. I get so caught up in their pursuits that any cumbersome tasks that come between them and their ideal vision is deeply unwelcome. <laughs> and... Can Most burn importantly, out. Uh, can burn out easily. Yeah. Yep. That's not... Nah, yeah. I'm too idealistic. My strengths are tolerant. Pro, that's the first one. Protagonists mm. are true team players, and they recognize that that means listening to other people's opinions even when they contradict their own. Nice. I'm glad that's on there. Everybody yep. remember that the next time I accidentally talk over you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, reliable. Mm-hmm. Uh the one thing that galls protagonists the most is the idea of letting down a person or a cause they believe in. Um, charismatic, charm and popularity are qualities they have in spades. They instinctively know how to capture an audience and pick up on mood and motivations to allow them to communicate with reason, emotion, and passion. Uh, altruistic as well. Nice. And natural leaders. More than seeking authority themselves, protagonists often end up leadership roles at the request of others. Mm, ha Interesting. That is kind of true. Group work in all of my school life yeah. has always been pushed me to do it even oh my god it just reminds me of that uh that art history class we took and remember it was like we had to do readings every week with like the end of the alphabet and you were like part of your alphabet like in last who i'm tired it was like the reading was assigned to you based on your last name yeah and it was like the end of the alphabet got this reading the middle yep. of the alphabet got this so, but you, so you were always with the same people doing the same reading and we yeah. had to come into class and discuss and every, you were supposed to switch who was the team leader to like synthesize the reading and yeah. we never switched. I was always the same. I always had to read it. Even though there were other people that were just as talkative, people just knew I had done the work and two, they trust you knew I was just, yeah, like knew yeah. I would synthesize it better than well, I don't know if better you, than they you could, care but you know, more about talking about it, right. presenting it. And I would have like the passion behind it. So even when I don't want to, I end up in it. Maybe uh, that's a weakness. <laughs> here we go. Weaknesses. The weakness like picture right here is so funny. I think it's, oh, it's like trying to, like me trying to decide who to save. Uh, 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 <laughs> it's like, a, uh. it's like my protagonist guy. Well, actually there was a girl one too. Um, trying to save these two people both being eaten. Um, <laughs> So overly idealistic, um, they can be caught off guard um, as they find that through circumstance or nature, people fight against them and defy the principles they've adopted, even if they are well-intentioned. And I can earn the reputation of being naive. Mm. Um, Too selfless, they can bury themselves in their hopeful promises, feeling others' problems as their own and striving hard to meet their word. Too sensitive, same as Tim. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fluctuating self-esteem. They define their self-esteem by whether they are able to live up to their ideals and sometimes ask for criticism more out of insecurity than out of confidence. Ha-ha! Yes. Did that with studio all the time. Yeah. Um, struggle to make tough decisions. If caught between a rock and a hard place, they can be stricken with paralysis, imagining all the consequences of their actions. That is tough for me because I 
Mm-hmm. I'm a very like big pro con kind of person. Like I don't write lists or anything. I just mean like every single move I make is very deliberate. And Tim knows this because I will. He is like the only person I really say it out loud to. I'd say. Yeah. Maybe probably. maybe Raya too, but mm-hmm. like I definitely will verbalize to him like I have a distinct reason for why I do certain things, and I I have like a knack for like I'll hear something I have to make a decision on and I run through just imagine like a Rolodex like spinning a million times a minute and that's all the options I'm going through of like how the consequences could play out yeah and that's how I make my choice which is damn bad and then the Rolodex just gets longer but yeah so those are some of the things there's like other things on here too but we obviously don't have time for all of them yeah. Um, but it's just interesting because I wanted to do this just to see how similar Tim and I could get. And apparently it's very similar. It's literally just extroverted versus uh, introverted, which we guess we should have looked at that. But instead, we've got... Well, I think the, the difference that I came to the conclusion of is that you have the same ideals, but you're in a leadership position. Right. Whereas mine is more of like... Supportive. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of like passive. Yeah. It that's what we've they always come to I don't know. Yeah. It's literally what we've always said. It's just like same moral, same interest, just we execute it differently. Yeah. Is literally all it is. Um, but also on this website they have like these surveys. It contributes to their studies and it's just cute because you just learn even a little bit more and it compares you to other people of your personality type and who's more or less likely to answer the same as you of all the personality types. So, um, yeah. How much time do we got, Tim? Uh, as much as we want. We're <laughs> at like an hour and two minutes. Cool. Perfect. We got like enough time. We, yeah. <laughs> we got enough. about three hours worth of time. Now? Out of, wow. Yeah. Buckle in. No, I'm just, <laughs> Which one do you want to start with? We have two. Let's start with social contact. Cool. Since we just talked about the extroverted versus introvertedness, and it has to do with that. Yeah. So we'll blaze through some most of the questions, but me and Tim are going to take this at the same time and see how we answer differently. And there's like 14 questions in this one. So it's called social contact. So the first question is, how much time per week do you spend in person with your friends? See, this one's tricky since we live together. Since we live together. And I also go to school, so I have to see some of my friends at studio. Right. So. But let's, I, f- I feel like just, yeah. I feel like outside of our job and outside of school, how much time do you think we spend? Probably like, I think, I'm going to say like at least four to seven. Because we do stuff on the weekends. Yeah. I just know that. Sometimes I choose to not do activities. Oh, that, no, I'm saying for me, I'm going to do four to seven. No, I I was also thinking four to seven, but then I'm like, uh, it's just that one to three seems so like short. Yeah, that's why I wanted like three to five. <laughs> yeah, three to five would have been probably more accurate. Would you prefer to see your friends more or less? I'd probably like to see them more. I said more also. Which of the following best describes how being with your friends usually affects your energy levels? <laughs> this is the why I chose this one because it's fun. Because I, I don't, I, I don't mm. know if we've talked about it before, but Tim, Tim, and like a few of our other friends are like more on the introverted side, and they're like, "Oh yeah, don't you ever just like 
after like hanging out with someone for so long, you're just like, you tap out and you're just like done and you're, you're like out of energy. And I just, I just sat there and I was like, no, I don't know what that's like. I'm like, you mean like when you're just like tired from the day and they're like, no, it's not the same. And I was like, I don't understand. I'm sorry. When you have to <laughs> mentally prepare yourself to meet up with your friends and do an activity. See, I've only had to do that with people I don't really consider that close to me. And I got to like prep myself because I'm like, uh, I got to think of how to like make small talk for a bit. Yeah, no, it's more of the mental preparation of taking myself out of my normal environment and putting myself into a different environment with my friends. But then it's just like, it's not that it's a hassle or a chore or something, but it's just something different that you have to like, it's sort of like when you have to mentally prepare yourself for like, oh, I'm going to go to studio, but I also have to like go do these other things as I'm getting to studio. Or, like, I have to go to studio, but also I have to go to the library. Well, I hope other introverts listening to this agree with you because I still don't get it. But that's okay. But that being said, I'm going to answer can be both tiring and relaxing because it depends on the social situation and how many people there are and how close of friends they are. I'm going to say helps me relax and recharge because I find it way more fun. Um, Does spending time with a good friend help you relieve stress from other forms of activity? Yes. Yeah. That's why I come home to Tim. I'd say so. Uh, Does interacting with strangers generally consume more or less of your energy than interacting with your friends? I would say more, right? Doesn't that, isn't that for everyone? Yeah. I mean, maybe for some people that are super easy at just striking up conversations with everyone because they're 100% extroverted. Yeah, maybe like Mike. Yeah. I, I, I wish, I could, I wish he liked to take tests or read because <laughs> I she knew how to read i would <laughs> i would make him take this because i feel like he would get like almost 100 percent extroverted um which of the following best describes your ideal social life mostly by myself having a few good friends having a partner having a partner and a few good friends having a partner and lots of friends jesus having a partner and a few good friends that's what i was gonna say i don't think i need a lot yeah at work, roughly how much total time per day do you spend in the company of other people? Huh. Including clients. What does that mean, total sports? time per day do you spend in the company? Like, just talking to them or just, like, around them? Because I'm around them all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say more than five hours, because I do. Um, would you prefer to spend more... I, I, we also do talk a lot, actually. Because I have to interact with them anyway. Would you prefer to spend more or less time with people at work? More. I love my coworkers. Yeah. Um, typically does, I don't know what you said. Sorry. I mean, I picked four to five because just at the internship, I was kind of just put in the corner. Mm. So I didn't, I was like next to some coworkers, but I didn't talk to them because there was a divider. Yeah. So oh, I, would, I thought you were going to talk go... to them for like a little bit. You could have did then... that based off of studio, technically. Yeah. Still, I'm in studio for like four to five hours. Yeah. Would you prefer to spend more or less time with people? So that's about right. Typically, does interacting with people at work cause you moderate to significant stress? If no, please skip the next two questions. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, What's one of those significant effects? Like, interact? Me? No. Why, why would that? It stresses me out. They come over. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. I, I feel like they have to add. I wasn't thinking about, like, if they're asking myself. me about work. I'm thinking about just, like, if we're just chatting. Even if you're just chatting? Well, I didn't interpret it as that. Mm. I interpret it as like... <laughs> well, because also like... 
It was different when I was with you guys because well, we were yeah. friends. But then when it's coworkers, then it's the small talk stuff. Like, yeah. Okay, <laughs> fuck that. But then sometimes, you know, it's not small talk and then it's fine. But I would say it gives me at least moderate stress because I'm not in my own headspace doing my own thing. I have to make sure I'm not being weird. Yeah. And I have it's to tough. make sure that I'm not like not that I'm like socially awkward in the positions, but sometimes I, know I what just you mean. talk it... about things and you just don't know what to add. Yeah. So you're just kind of like, I've been having okay. that as you, I've been like warming up to people in the past two months and I'm finally at like a better spot, but also they've had to learn my humor. So yeah. I can be like, we are very sarcastic and it's just like, I said so, like some weird stuff before, like at the office cause as a joke, but they like thought I was being serious. Yeah. It's funny. Um, yeah, you answering seen the facts because I can skip them. What's the one most significant effect that stress from interacting with people at work has on you? Yeah. My God, that is so much. It's so wordy. So uh, what is the, the most... number one cause? I don't have to answer that one. What's the most significant cause of stress or effect? The effect. The like, effect so after, yeah, yeah. Why? why? Uh, Probably anxiety, right? I don't know why I'm answering for you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess it's overall anxiety. Which what? of the following best describes your overall perspective on the stress of interacting with people at work? It's bothersome but beneficial. Bothersome but necessary. It's completely bothersome. <laughs> it's completely bothersome. Oh my god, it's terrible. I'd say it's beneficial. Hmm. Keeps my mental health, I guess, in the community. Also just warms you up way. to people. Yeah. Just like interact. And like this, I'm saying like the stress eventually will die down. Hopefully. Maybe not. <laughs> Tim's yeah, face is saying, we'll, we'll no, see. it does we'll not see. go down. Uh, it depends on the person. Yeah. How many in-person interactions with people at work do you voluntarily seek beyond what's required by your job role, if any? Do you voluntarily seek? Oh, I, okay. Uh, I'd say a few per day for me. I try to like. I got to take a break. I sit at a computer all day long and it's like doing yeah, I'd agree. tiresome things. So like, even if I'm asking someone a question, I try to shoot the shit with them for like a bit afterwards. Yeah. I, I keep talking about my colorblindness at work. Everyone is very intrigued by it. Um, interacting. What did you say? Sorry. God, I keep saying I said it. a few per day. No. Interacting in person with someone at work often makes your day better by relieving which of the following boredom, doubt, Loneliness, worry, frustration, stress. None of the above. <laughs> um, the most. I would the, yeah, I would say boredom, honestly. Yeah. Boredom or, I guess, like, I guess it would be loneliness, I guess, of just, like, not being able to talk yeah, to someone. Yeah, some of those are interlaced. Yeah. You know, one could stem from the other. Yeah. Um, most days, this is the last question. Uh, most days, which <laughs> level... Of face-to-face interaction best helps you stay motivated and productive at work. Working by myself, occasional interactions with people, working with a few people I like, and lots of people. Um, Keeps me productive. I I don't know. I don't get to, like, work with people. Well, I mean, I I just meet with them. Is that the same? I guess... I'd say working with a few few people people I like. That's what I said. Like... So we answered pretty similar for this. Yeah. See results! So it gives you a breakdown per question. Oh, okay. We can just pick like oh. quickly. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. So 
like I liked seeing it just because it gives you a big bar chart or uh, pie graph. And um, so like it says in big, so I only answered for the first question of, I only see my friends four to seven hours a week. It said only 30% of protagonists said the same thing. And then it says most likely to choose this answer were these people and less like least likely to choose are this. Hmm. Um, I'm seeing if I blew any out of the water, I'll just pick ones that I was really low or high on. Oh yeah. Does spending time with a good friend help you relieve stress from other forms of activity? I said, yeah, 98% of protagonists said the same. Sheesh. 83. Ooh. Uh, does spending time with a good friend help you relieve stress from other forms of activity? Nice. I said yes. 83.56 of advocates would say the same. 100% of entrepreneurs. I saw that. Yeah. They, the entrepreneurs are like the very go-getters. Yeah. Um, would you prefer to spend more or less time with people at work? I said more and only 23% of protagonists said the same, which is weird. You'd think like they would, but maybe they just want to be with friends, I guess. Maybe. Um. Oh, wow. I, at work, roughly, how much total time per day do you spend in the company of other people? I said four to five hours. Only 17% of advocates said the same. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mine were all relatively like 50 to 70%, so they're pretty normal. Yeah, same. 28, 20, 27, 48. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty spot on for the most part. Yeah. All right. Now we can see yours. The one that Tim picked. I picked coolness because it's cool. (laughs) The first one is an open-ended. Yeah. What three words best describe what it means to be cool? I'm going to say... Fun, entertaining. <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, outgoing. <laughs> uh, kind. Cool. That's probably not at all. I just described characteristics I like. <laughs> I'm saying, entertaining, relatable. Yeah. I can spell correctly. And. Huh. Aware. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. He's so in the know. Would you describe yourself as cool? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Are you saying yes? I don't know if I, you, you're definitely cool. I don't know if I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if I asked any of my friends, they would be like, you are 100% not cool. (laughs) If it's what, if I'm, if it's based on what I'm describing, then yeah. So I'll say yes. Yeah. (laughs) If you think you're cool, don't let other people tell you you're cool. Yeah. This is about me. Yeah. (laughs) Do you you want to be described as cool by others? Speaking of which, (laughs) do you want to be considered cool? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Coolness is more of a attitude, appearance, or behavior attitude yeah what what what's the difference between attitude and behavior is that like a how you act versus thing or yeah versus surface level or like you i think it's like attitude is like 
how you present yourself versus behavior is what you physically what you actually do like is it like behavior like you skateboard versus like attitude is like how you say things maybe I could, i'm just that's how i perceive it i don't I know i think of when i when i'm trying to think of waves of cool like 90s <laughs> cool i'm thinking of tony hawk i'm thinking of <laughs> Yeah, kind of like the 90s style, the way you talk, the way you hold yourself and like the things you do that are considered cool. I don't know what's I'm thinking of wait, was it Seth in Ned's Declassified <laughs> with the basketball and the blonde hair and he was always spinning oh, it on yeah. his finger? Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. Was that I don't remember what his name was. I don't know if it was Seth, but sounds like it. Uh, That is who I think is cool. Uh, attitude is a subtled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. Hmm. So point of view. Actually, I lied. It's not the basketball kid. It's the guy that you never saw his face. Oh, yeah. And he was crowded <laughs> around <laughs> and they're like, yeah, <laughs> that was the best. I wanna, yeah. It was like some somewhat douchey name like Chad or something. They would always chant. Yeah. Name. Or, yeah, I don't... Oh, God, I'm trying to... Oh, good show. That was the best show, like, ever. Ever. Uh, Behavior, the way in which one acts or conducts oneself, especially towards others. Yeah. But attitude is a way of thinking about someone or something. Yeah. Which is reflected in a person's behavior. Right. But it's like, to you, is it like how you think about things or is it how you... Do you just do things that are cool? Versus how you, like, act. Yeah, I guess by definition, cool is a trend. So it's it's more of an attitude, I suppose. I said attitude, rather than... You could be cool in appearance, too, though. Wearing sick new styles. I don't know how to talk cool. I'm not cool. Groovy, <laughs> man. Groovy, huh? Groovy. My dad still says groovy. Oh, God. Um, can people slash things be undeniably cool or is it completely subjective? Subjective. subjective. Oh, wow. Okay. 100%. Do I not even get a choice here? No, you don't. You, you do have a choice, but there's a right and wrong choice. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely subjective because there are a lot of uncool people. Well, there's um, also different cultures of what's cool and what's not. Like, yeah. there's no one universal cool type of clothing. There's like super cool streetwear clothing in Asian countries and then there's super cool clothing in Latin I'm just American thinking about countries. how we're going roller skating tomorrow. That used like, to be cool as heck. Yeah. Well no. Well that. But also like <laughs> our wow, that was a big, Well yeah, but no, but that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well no, I was saying that because our one friend says that roller skating is the cool thing and I'm like, no, yeah. roller blading was the cool thing and she was like, You're wrong. <laughs> I was like, no, you are wrong. See? So, subjective. It's subjective. Can something stay cool forever or is cool always changing? Changing. What? (laughs) I was going to say forever. Deanna. You don't think rollerblading is cool anymore? Parachute pants. Okay. You think that's been cool forever. Or like really permed hair. Since the dawn of time, permed hair. Well, now we're we're like relating (laughs) cool to like fads and trends that's what i'm saying like is that it, but that's basically what they're getting at is cool a fad. yeah can some can something stay cool so we're putting that's that trend yeah, yeah we're putting that trend identity on there that's why i'm saying it's changing 
Yeah, I feel but like I would say the idea of cool is forever. People are gonna be like always saying that's not cool. That's cool. Right, but it's changing technically because because something can't always be cool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Only certain things. Yeah. Like me. No. <laughs> <laughs> like ice. Ice is cold. Ice it's tea. cool. Ice um, tea. Do your friends usually agree with you? Well, sorry. Well, do your you friends usually cool. agree with what you think is cool? Uh, yeah, usually. Yeah, it depends on the subject. How much effort do you put into trying to be cool? Uh, almost none. <laughs> I feel like I don't do a lot. Yeah. To try. I Like, if I am, I am. I don't really care about I don't... that. I'd say, I'll say a little. I would only say a little because I don't actively try to do things to be cool. Right, it's but I also like don't do things that I to like be a total nerd. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a perception thing. So it's like, are you going to seek out that attention? Or is like people judging you as cool because of what they see you just do for yourself? Yeah. And like what you think is cool and choose to wear. I just also feel like when, pe- when you're trying to like show off a cool ability that you have, like a talent. Like everyone's done that. Yeah. If you can do a backflip, you're going to show off that you can do a backflip. Yeah. And people will be like, that's cool. But then if you just, like, do a hobby and then it just so happens to, like, be showcased or something, then people are like, that's really cool. But, you know, it's a private for yourself type of thing that just becomes cool once other people know about it. Rather than you actively being like, I got to be cool. Yeah, yeah. I got to do this thing and then I'm going to be awesome. Yeah, I don't. I'm not obsessive like that. That would be weird. Yeah, no, me either. Do you think being cool is supposed to be effortless? Yes. That was what made people cool, is that they were like, ha Yeah, I guess so. There's corporate cool. It's supposed to be, but it never is. Yeah. Is what I think. There's corporate cool. Do you think coolness is more rooted in counterculture or popular culture? Ooh, uh, that's a tough one. That could be both. I, I would say both. You can't. That's not an option. I would say it's I th- cooler to me to be against the culture. Oh, you, you pass. Not, well, not pass. Re- but rebel. Rebel is the term. A hipster. <laughs> no, uh, no. I would say that it's actually more rooted in pop culture. I feel like that's where it starts and counterculture only happens to counter pop culture. Well, see, exactly. So cool. that's cool. <laughs> cool is what breaks the mold. I see what you're saying. Um, but again, that's like subjective. Yeah. People I still, can say that. I'm still going to say pop culture, pop, I think. Popular thing. That's totally fine. Yeah. Because I feel like it just like starts all the fads and then it just spirals into new fads. But I'm going to say pop culture. That's my answer. <laughs> I know. That's totally fine. You're just wrong. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Fuck me then. Yeah. Uh, do you think that coolness means breaking the yes. rules? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you got to break Hence the status why quo. why counterculture. Moving on. Can you think of it? <laughs> Deanna, are you a hypocrite? Yes. <laughs> it's just laced in there. Can you think of anyone younger than you whom you think is cool? Uh, yes. Tim. He's younger than me. Wow. Okay. I was thinking like <laughs> someone noticeably younger outside of the age range. Uh, who? Yes. 
Um, any young actors, young musicians? We're getting to that age now yeah, where like people, people are younger, are younger than, us. than us that are way more. It's so annoying. Influential. I keep finding out recently that like people are younger than me that I, like that I watch in content. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, cool. Did you just think of someone? Brain blast. Uh, yeah. Uh, some members of BTS are younger than me. Oh. That makes me a little upset. I could say, I don't know if they're cool, but the Flyers, people on the hockey team, are, they're all the draft picks are younger than me now. All, a lot of the rookies, half the team is younger than me now. Oh, wow. Well, not half the team, but there's a lot of people ranging from 18 to 22 now. Really? Well, you get drafted. That <laughs> sounds like the military. You get <laughs> drafted uh, on the team at like around 18, between 18 and oh, 20. Oh, yeah, that's true. So there's like our youngest, Fresh. Our, our like really great goalie is younger than me. So that's great. Yeah. Isn't that great? But I think honestly our oldest player is probably only like, well, no, that we have like a few old guys. Anyway, I'm diverging. Um, <laughs> can you think of anyone? You're, oh, who you think? I'm going to say yes in general. Mm. Do you yeah. want to be like the people you think are cool? Mm. I like to be myself. I was going to say, I was like, I feel like it's a lot of work. <laughs> I just don't like copying people for the sake of thinking that's going to elevate my self-worth. Wow. How eloquent. I was just going to say I, I'm too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> also valid. <laughs> um, well, I guess it could just... also be cool, but then just be like, you know, the typical rock star, like douchebag. Yeah. Or like have a terrible lifestyle outside of being cool i'm also just thinking like i don't know like they're cool but i don't need to be them i could just take certain things from them i don't know yeah i I don't necessarily think i want to yeah is it cool to care about what others think of you yes um i think so i hate when people say that you shouldn't ever care what people think of you i feel that's not cool because you don't want to care because that's what not cool is oh right I feel like you should, I I don't know, you should care to a degree what people think of you because that gives you You don't some... want to be the slob, you don't want to be the... Uh, well, that, but just, yeah, it just tells you who you really are. If you're yeah. mean and people are constantly saying you're mean, you can't just brush it off and say, yeah. like, that's just what people think. Uh, it's yeah. like, no, no, you might be mean. <laughs> like, if it's a consensus, which, okay, not always the group consensus is right, but, like, it's yeah, a warning Deanna. sign. Are you going to listen to the veterinarian about your horse's broken leg? Or are you going to ask the population of Cincinnati on how to fix your horse's yeah. broken leg? It depends on Lit the situation. Phil. Lit Phil. Thank you, Lit Phil. Wow. For giving me that example. That is weird. We talked about Plato. Yeah. Um. I think it was one of his random I'm things. sure, yeah. yeah. I the, power, the power of the many versus the power of the one. That I knows. loved my philosophy class too. Same, it was cool. Um, is it cool to care about what others think of you? I would say, cool means they don't. You don't care. Meaning, like you don't care that people are judging you for like. Yeah. I'm not saying like what I just took it to. That's not like. Cool, like as in like, people will make fun of you for like what you wear, like what you say. I think it's cool to not care. Yeah. So the answer is no. Last question. Finally, everyone's been waiting. Do you think your coolness is more unique to you or inspired by others? Unique. I think it's unique. That's the point. 
which is why I don't think that you should care about what other people think. Yeah. To consider it cool. It's a, cool is like differing from the norm, as I just said that it was pop culture. Pop culture. But I but, see where your string of thoughts is trailing yeah, you to to like, say you know it's pop culture is the root of it all, and because that's what separates what's cool and what. I'm isn't. just thinking about like celebrities and when they do something weird. That's like differing from the norm of the typical pop, but then it becomes pop. Like I guess I just thought of it weird. Whatever, it's fine. I answered already. Let's see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a text question. We can't show you charts. I know. It's just like yells. <laughs> okay. You. All right. Harsh. Eighty percent. Do you want to be described as cool by others? Agreed with me. <laughs> oh well. Thirty-eight. Thirty-nine percent of advocates agreed with me on that one so only 50 percent of protagonists agreed with me that coolness is an attitude do you want to be described as cool by others yes 67 percent of advocates agreed with me which nice num- which number was that uh question three. Oh, wait i skipped over that one i must not have been in there question three was Ooh, oh, yeah. oh, sorry. I said the 80%. Never mind. I'm just not paying attention. Can people slash things be undeniably cool or is it completely subjective? 82% agreed with me that it was subjective. 74% agreed with me that it was subjective. Nice. nice. 80% can... Well, 79.42. Can someone stay cool forever? Is cool always changing? 79% agreed that it was changing. 84% yeah. agreed with me that it's changing. All of mine... Most of my... Per- oh, no, no. They did not agree with me on this one. How much effort do you put into trying to be cool? Only 30% said a little. Hmm. Yeah, same. 35% said a little for me. Hmm. It was kind of split between all three for the advocates. It was some was the least a little and almost none. Look at this one. Do you think that coolness means breaking the rules? I said yes, and only 20% said the same. (laughs) I'm shocked. I guess it's because, like, the protagonist was about, like, establishing, like, something for everyone to go by to, like, make life better kind of thing. Yeah. That's like a rule. Can you you think of anyone younger than you whom you think is cool? 83% said yes. I said, do you want to be like the people you think are cool? I said, no, and only 36% agreed. Only 40% agreed with me about counterculture being the root of coolness. Which one was that? That was question 10. 10. 62% agreed with me that it was pop culture. 50, yeah, 58 said pop culture. Do you think that coolness means breaking the rules? 18 Nineteen percent agreed with me. Wow, yeah, we were low on that one. Wow, I thought that was like the thing in sitcoms. It was like the cool person was one who like was a rebel and didn't listen to the teacher in class. I guess because now it's disagreeing with our type. I guess. Yeah, I guess that that coolness of breaking the rules is sort of fad rooted. I guess so. Maybe Since people. we're being so accepting now, coolness can be more Anything. than just breaking the rules. It can be just being yourself. Yeah. Which I also agree with. But they didn't phrase it that way. 70% agree with me about coolness being unique to you. Nice. Uh, 70, 40, 70, 
Is it cool to care about what others think of you? No. 70 agreed. 70% agreed with me. Hmm. 75% agreed. Do you think your coolness is more unique to you or inspired by others? And I said unique. Nice. Inspired by others? Come on, man. Yeah. It's interesting. They have the bar graphs yeah. telling you like the different roles and how they stacked against it, their strategies, their genders, and their geographical differences. Yeah. All very interesting sub info. I know, it's just so much info to take in. Like yeah. I don't I would You'd I would to, need like, to take a week yeah. like to go through every single question, every single like demographic that they choose. Yeah. It's like, like, look at, like, this question was, do you think that coolness means breaking the rules? The one that I got, I, we scored so low on. More people said, like, agreed in Europe. Like, wh- why? <laughs> like, in why Europe. was that? If Europe and South America were the highest. It's so weird. Hmm. But, Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. If any of you want to check it out, again, it's 16personalities.com, not sponsored. <laughs> but would take it. <laughs> but would take in a heartbeat. Yeah, Tim Tim and I just we just love this stuff. Especially because, yeah. like, I don't know, I feel like we try to understand how we act. And even though people yeah. think we haven't changed in years, we relatively have, in our thinking at least. Yeah, I think so. Our thinking evolves with time and experience. Except we are still basically the same personality type. Well, (laughs) you only moved within one. See, the other personality type I had, I was in a whole new category. I was no longer a diplomat. I was a, I don't even remember. I was a what? You were the... Sentinel. Sentinel. Because I was an executive. So, but I never get the... I think I'm never ESTJ. I'm I've never been pro- prospecting. I've always been J judging, and that has why I have never been in the explorer category because they always end in P. Hmm. And I don't know what the prospecting was. Did we talk about that one? Uh, no. Because like. I didn't, we were both like judging, so yeah. I didn't know like what that, what oh does here, it mean? this re- trait reflects our approach to work planning and decision making. Yeah. Every single time I've always been J. So judging individuals are decisive, thorough, and highly organized. Oh, this is why mm-hmm. they value clarity, predictability, and closure, preferring structure and planning to spontaneity. It was just funny. Cause like in. Yeah, when it comes to work, I'm not spontaneous, but when it comes to, like, regular life, I am. Yeah. Yeah. People with the judging personality trait feel most comfortable when the course ahead is well marked. Oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They would rather come up with five backup plans and deal with events as they come. Ah, yes. The stability. (laughs) Yeah, it makes me nervous, like, when we don't save, like, if I don't save a certain file more than once, I have, like, a million backup things. Um... Preferring to consider their options ahead of time, personality trait types with this trait, for clarity and closure, sticking with the plan. They keep a mental checklist. Um, they consider, okay. 
Yeah. Prospecting, figure it out as they go. I hate people like this. <laughs> well, I think the greatest example is any time we go to some sort of event oh, that God. involves us driving out of the state. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then you have to yeah. worry about it days in advance and be like, well, is this the place we're going to go park at? Like, yeah. I don't want to park on the street, but then this place is $35 for parking. But then could we go here? But then I don't know about the traffic. What time should we leave at? Well, on Google Maps right now, it says that we could do this. <laughs> and I'm like... I have to think about it all because I hate the idea of being blindsided and having to figure it out in that moment and then it affect the rest of the plans. So I am freakishly anal about driving and parking because I don't want to get ripped off. I don't want to be late. I hate being late to things. So it's like I I work out all these things ahead of time. And Tim, this is where he is more prospecting because he's just like, it's fine. Let's just worry about it then. And I'm like, no. Well, 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 well oh, not then, no, but like, hey, hey, you're like, hey, hey, <laughs> sometimes I'll just trust my past experiences. Well, that's what, what I meant. Like, no, you're... okay. You said, let's just go with the flow. <laughs> and that's not me. I also worry about the parking and being there on time because most of the things we go to are very time sensitive. Yeah. Like seeing our bands that we want to see or comedians or such. But then I'll be like, oh, I know that this venue has this parking lot or whatever, and we can try that one out. If that one's full, then we usually go to this one, and they usually have like a moderate fee or whatever. We just have to walk. Yeah. Or like any time that we go to the mall or something, and it's like we got to make sure that we do it in this time frame, and then we get to the next destination that we got to go to, and then meet up with our friends for this, and it's... Yeah, it's not that you, you're you like, let's figure it out then. You just provide like a few options and are like, ah, like yeah. we'll decide based on what's best. But I like want the answer prior and I want them prioritized into which order we're going to go in. Like, right, like, I don't know. I just have to have, I have to know that stability. So we just know and we don't waste any time. It's efficient. I don't know. I don't know what it is, what, why I have to be like that, but. Well, that's why I'm 60-40, because I can see both sides of that. Yeah. Because I know some of our friends are definitely way more on the prospecting aspect of that, where it's just like, let's just make it a journey, and let's just go there and see what happens. And then shit hits the fan, and they're just like, oh, I didn't think this would happen. And then it sometimes puts a damper on things. But Yeah. I feel like I'm pretty good at, like... Uh, uh, not troubleshooting, but like if there's an error or an issue, I make a good decision in the moment. Yeah. I just like to have it set out ahead of time if I can. So then I don't even have to think about it and I can just enjoy the whole day. Like I, when we almost missed our train in Italy after I purchased the wrong tickets for us to the airport, I purchased the wrong time. I picked 7 a.m. Or it was like or it was like 9 a.m. instead of 9 p.m. or something, whatever. And yeah. I like recognized it like 15, no, it was like 20 to 30 minutes before our train was supposed to come. Yeah. And I like thought for some reason I should check the tickets while all the all of my friends were around me and they were like. Well, because we were trying to look at the, the time incoming on the board. train numbers and everything and we were like there's no train number for hours number. that's yeah. up there on the board so i was like looking at the tickets 
And then I was like, oh my God. And then I like sprinted to a stand and like got it all fixed out and then came back and they were like, oh, <laughs> oh, you did it. And I'm like, yeah, I had a panic attack and fixed it. <laughs> well, uh, we were kind of just blindsided because you kind of just I didn't ran. explain anything. You <laughs> yeah. just went, oh shit. And then grabbed all of our tickets and then just left went somewhere so, yes. and we were just like okay i think just skylar followed me because yeah. he was like oh uh, maybe we should go with her he well did. then we all we had all of our shit yeah i know and i was like well i'm not I gonna think, move yeah i like was looking for like the ticket booth yeah it was it was nuts we had a crazy day we didn't get a lot of sleep it was bad but yep anyway that's where so it makes comes sense. in handy it's good i think because when i'm around people that are prospecting i just make the decisions for them <laughs> and then they don't have to worry either <laughs> all right well let us know if you had a better synopsis yeah because you know i'm sure you can do better probably yeah <laughs> our burnt out brains yeah aren't the best we'll try to be more frequent as we always say <laughs> tim's having a Nice struggle bus in thesis realm. Uh, yep. All right. It's a good time. Cool. Well, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for joining us. This has been... The long... Insurance? Of... It. 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 Thanks. See ya. Bye. This is the end. This is where it stops. Cut. Cut. Cut this. Cut this way. Cut. 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 That's a 10. You should, because okay. Tim brought a man back to the speaking life. What? Wow, that was... Am I okay? A sentence. <laughs>